Thank you for tuning in to Cop with Comic. I'm Brian Cop, and we're here with Comic Manny Cruz. Manny Cruz, how the hell are you? I'm doing good. How the hell are you? Oh, good. Yeah, I'm doing great. Thank you so much for coming on and let me know. Um, you know, I follow you online. You're Manny Cruz, man, knee as in the body part and Cruz as in Tom Cruise. But you are Manny Cruz, C-R-U-Z. And you're, man, you're Manny Cruz at both Twitter and Instagram. And you and Tom Crescenzo do slam comedy. Yes, sir. That's right. <laughs> you got a big show. You got a big show coming up. Slam or treat. Was that slam or treat 11 or slam or treat two Roman numeral? Roman numeral. Nice. And then how did Slam Slam or Treat 1 go? It went really well. Um, we did it at the Brooklyn House of Comedy where we were producing shows, you know, just, just solely there uh, prior to COVID hitting. And uh, I guess we just wanted to follow the same sequence of shows, um, you know, going into whatever shit we're dealing with today. And uh, it felt kind of cool to, to kind of bring it back, but... Makes me want to change the Roman numerals into an actual number now. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, man, people think it's number 11. And then, so this one's going to be outdoors? This one's going to be outdoors, yes. It's going to be there on Long Island, or would you call it Trash Island before the pod? Uh, Long Island Trash, yeah. That's what I call it. Um, we're, we're all the scum of the earth here. If you think Staten <laughs> Island is bad, you know, Long Island <laughs> is just a level up. You know, just go to Smithtown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, this one's going to be in Brooklyn, in uh, oh. Bushwick. Okay, and then do you, are, are you kind of DMing people the location at the last second? Mm, I mean, it's a week from now, but I usually tell my personal friends, and I'm like, hey, look, I, I would rather just give this ticket to you for free if you want to come out and chill, uh, have something new to do. And, you know, thankfully, I feel like that response has been pretty strong. Like, I feel kind of weird going out of my way to talk to people that I don't know and be like, Hey, look, <laughs> but yeah, I've done it all. Like I've done like printouts of posters that we had and, and went around Brooklyn when it wasn't COVID and I just told people about it. And then the, the poster itself would be like, it's 10 or 15 bucks. But at the door, I'd usually just be like, all right, give me five. And, you know, hopefully, you know, they get the, the right experience for the price that they pay. That's, yeah. all, that's all that matters to me. And then, yeah, I see the show poster. Is that uh, Scooby-Doo characters in blackface? Um, they're not blackface. <laughs> they, uh, is, it, is it reggae characters? What the fuck is it? They're darker than normal. Exactly. Like, we're, we're pretty much flipping the script. Like, the host is Christiana Jackson. Yeah. Uh, so we're like, okay, let's give her the Velma. And then uh, this dude, Cornelio, is actually a drummer. Really cool drummer. He usually does everything uh in the streets of new york you know at parks at uh you name it he's there he's just hitting a snare drum uh so he's he's shaggy and you know i asked all the comedians like it well i asked both of them uh if they would be okay with being a scooby-doo character while you know uh tom and i are scooby-doo and scrappy ourselves uh if you if you look at scooby it doesn't even look like scooby it looks like scooby just had like a huge crack binge and has five o'clock shadow it's kind of it's kind of funny um yeah and then yeah. you got you got john lisman on there and you got uh you and tom are taking spots and then christiana jackson is host and she's a uh, she's uh she's a pretty big name now man she's rocking all the shows 
she yeah i look up to her she's she's amazing like anytime i've ever seen her she's always made me stomach laugh so i i felt like it it has to it has to be her who hosts she'll she'll rock it out for sure how are you choosing the comics that are on this show do they have a particular point of view or are they just badass comics I, I like to think that, you know, if you reach out to me and we have like a good conversation first and I get to know who you are, I feel as though that like gives me an idea of how, you know, other people's personalities can kind of function together and kind of produce like a certain flow. Uh, and, and, you know, as a late, it's been working out. You know, I like kind of pairing people up in the same shows with their friends, people that they know. And then, you know, it kind of becomes like a little nuclear family for just that time frame. And then nice. uh, I feel as though, like, you kind of boost morale that way. You wouldn't want to work with somebody you hate, right? Right. <laughs> but, I mean, you're doing a lot of stuff with Tom. I see you here. You um, you had a, th- what, a Slams Giving roast battle. Are you, are you pretty good? Are you guys pretty good at roasts, or are you just kind of putting this stuff together like a Matt Marin would? Mm, I have never been to a Matt Marin show, so I can't really comment. Um, but I, we just do that during Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving time. We have one set up for November 7th. Uh, so, you know, just, just like the same recipe for disaster I gave you before where, you know, <laughs> you have you have personal friends um, battling each other. Like Tom and I are very close friends. Uh, I'd say he's my best friend, you know. He and I have battled each other two times. And uh, the first time was a very close match. The second match, uh, you know, I, I just got freaking slobber knockered. It, <laughs> it was... <laughs> But it definitely humbles you in a sense, like, okay, like, I could probably do this better. And at least, you know, when you face defeat from your friend, you at least have, like, a sense of maybe I should take this into account, be more prepared later, blah, 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 blah. <laughs> so it's uh, it's a good learning experience. It's pretty fun. I'm going into my sixth one this uh, November 7th for Slamsgiving 2. We have Tom battling uh, another Long Island comic. His name is Andrew Bergen. Okay. Uh, and they've battled each other once. Uh, Andrew won. Um, uh, Devin Bramble versus Stan Tolui too, and Devin, uh, Devin actually beat Stan at the last Slams Giving. Uh, Brittany Cardwell versus uh, Claire Alexander. They're very close friends. They do yeah, they, comedy. Yeah, my lord, you're pitting the friends against each other. My gosh. Yeah, I feel as though <laughs> it's going to be a much better product. You know, you you, you have to kind of like love each other first and then, you know, you'll know each other much more. Um, and I think I have one more. Uh, Carla Sardonil and Audrey Mora, they're okay. battling each other as well. So that it, it should come up with some sort of intrigue. Yeah, yeah. So Matt Marin is Comedy Fight Club, and he said something like that, where it's like there has to be some empathy there to be funny at all. Like you have to remain human. He said something like Mel Gibson has never said anything funny in his life. He's just a, you know, anti-Semitic motherfucker, and so you can't just go and just be just fucking Sid vicious on somebody. It's not going to be funny. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. for sure. And then so Tom Crescenzo also does the po- are, you, you are not on. You are not one of the hosts of Podcast Orange, though, right? Negative. Well, Tom and I and Jack were trying to figure out what to do in terms of a podcast over the quarantine. Tom and I actually tried to do something called the Slamcast. Okay. Um, and we recorded about like 13 or 14 episodes. But I find myself to be the weirdest type of person when it comes to 
um, digesting what I say. Like <laughs> a lot of a lot of the times, I just feel like I we either said something that's too crude or something that's just like too racy. So I just. <laughs> I feel like probably now is not the time for a, a podcast yet, but you know we have like thirteen episodes, fourteen episodes on deck, but okay. we we've done nothing with them. Okay, so well, you're you're thinking COVID is not the time to uh, to bust out your crudest material on a podcast? I don't know, man. I feel like being a podcaster is sort of weird. Like I don't even like podcasts. Like I don't even <laughs> listen to any of my friends' podcasts. But th- there are a couple of podcasts that I have enjoyed a lot during the quarantine, like uh, Tres Beches. They have, uh, you know, Shadi Diaz. You have Just Clayton, and you have Trina Alper, and they're all so unique. But they bring something to the table, and it's it's all laughable. They're just talking about themselves. Like I I just feel weird as soon as you put like a recording symbol on the screen and then, you know, whatever you say there. <laughs> You're, are, you, are you no longer Manny Cruz once the record starts hitting or no? Uh, that's where it kind of gets awkward for me. I never really know <laughs> how to act. It's like, should I talk like this or should I just be like, you know, whatever I am right now? Yeah. Um, well, you're the, you're the only Manny Cruz I give a shit about, let me tell you that. And then, you know, as far nice. as the co- yeah, the comedy video that you guys did, that was fucking hilarious, where you had Tom Crescendo as a, just a, what, a, like, escaped a prison inmate or something, and he moved back into your house, and you're like, yeah, it's been a little awkward with Tom. It stresses me out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, we all just got really stoned with Dom LaMarca, and usually it's in his garage, and uh, we were talking about that video, like, how do we go about it? And then Tom's like, I'll just be a convict! and grungy ass voice and yeah we just took maybe two to three hours and just filmed all of that it was just like something for fun you know yeah and so what kind of stuff is making its way into your act you know without burning material without telling jokes you know what kind of stuff you're talking about on stage is it all from your life or is it observational things that you're seeing around you Mm, um i lost about 270 recordings i made last year okay so i had to start from scratch okay. so as of now i think you know a lot of my things that i talk about are you know observational i try not to get too political uh okay. so that's something that i strove for in the past but i just feel like it's pretty hacky at this point uh, <laughs> i'm gonna say it say it differently yeah um but you know ideas don't necessarily have a licensor or it's just it's free it's free for everyone to kind of share but uh i think whatever comes from pain whatever comes from your experience whatever made you laugh about it i think that's probably going to make someone else laugh about it yeah and as you know so you probably had to toss a lot you know it's those 270 recordings that kind of bit the dust you know, could have been for the best if you were observational, because a lot of that stuff is just dated now because of COVID, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, yeah, well, I mean, can you even, you know, is COVID even hacky? You know, you say politics are hacky, and of course I agree, and everything's going to change when the election comes. But, um, you know, is is there any, uh, you know, any angle on COVID that can be funny and fresh on stage, and you you won't worry it's going to become dated in about five seconds? Mm, it's still relevant. It's going to be relevant for a long time. Um, I don't know. Maybe it won't be hacky when they kind of pull the rug from underneath America's 
feet and just go like, yeah, well, that vaccine, not going to happen now. So I feel like <laughs> some comedian's going to be really mad. You know, he probably had, he or she probably had COVID for like, you know, twice or thrice. And they just, <laughs> just want to get this, this episode out of, out of the picture now. So maybe, yeah. maybe their story might be more relevant than, you know, somebody like me who never had COVID or, I don't know. I have nothing to say. I mean, I lost like two cousins, but I don't know oh if Lord. any of that can be funny. But uh, <laughs> I, I never got along, so like maybe <laughs> that's 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 a fresh spin. I think I'd like to hear your take on that. Uh, well, you know, like, yeah. Well, I, well, I did lose cousins, but we didn't get along. I hated them, so like that would just be interesting. Interesting to hear. Okay, well, what are your conflicting thoughts on that? Like you're you're not as sad as you could be, and that kind of makes you feel a little bit. Um, you know, oh, maybe, uh, maybe I should feel more. You know, it's guilty. I feel guilty that I'm not more sad. Oh, uh, what makes me pretty guilty about not being more sad about COVID with one of my cousins is, is he told me to go fuck myself at my birthday party. <laughs> okay. And I was like 17. <laughs> and uh, when he died of COVID, I was like, okay, looks like God told you to go fuck yourself and, <laughs> and like i told that to his brother and he was just like bro this is not the time or the place <laughs> it was at uh, his funeral huh it was that no well i mean I waited. <laughs> there's definitely a joke for everything but yeah, I waited. yeah what's the proper waiting period before you tell that to his brother well, I, I waited a couple days i waited a couple days and then i fucking told his brother that yeah yeah but i mean <laughs> Like, my family's so dysfunctional. Like, you know, okay. we love each other and hate each other. It, like, it, with every holiday, we love each other. After the holiday, we just freaking hate one another. But I feel as though COVID kind of helped out our family a lot. Like, now we have a logical excuse as to why we shouldn't be together. <laughs> <laughs> you Before, don't feel bad. Yeah, you don't feel bad for not visiting them because, you know, you're not giving each other COVID. Yeah, there, there's more than just a bridge that separates the Bronx and Long Island. That, <laughs> That's all I have to say. <laughs> and so are you, are you one of these families that kind of, you know, in, in these big family gatherings, you, you all get a little bit happy and drunk and you guys kind of tell it like it is and that can be a problem? Um. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like a 60-40. Okay. Yeah. 60-40, uh, 60 alcohol and 40 I hate their guts. Correct. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, yeah. What's the next comedy product? I mean, you know, what was your experience doing the video, you know, the inmate video with Crescenzo and crew and, you know, what did that teach you about? Okay. That was worth our time or that was not worth our time. Here's what we're going to do with the next video. Um, we just did that, you know, just to have like a certain promo for, uh, the reject chef who's hungry. And, um, that's Chris Deshawn's brand. So we kind of thought about, you know, splitting that lineup in half and then, you know, helping him launch a product. Okay. And now we're working on Slams Giving 2 together. So it's going to be Slams Giving 2, Who's Hungry? It's going to sound like a film, basically, but <laughs> we're the, the flyer itself is going to be very interesting. We're going to, I'm not going to disclose the concept yet, but when it comes out, uh, it's going to be something. Uh, it took us a little while to figure it out, but i'm excited so there's going to be a new video for that laz rivero is hosting that show so we might get a video all together the four of us uh my girlfriend anna uh, anna vasquez very talented filmmaker uh she's usually the person behind the camera and you know without her i don't think you know you'd be talking about it to be honest because if you had, <laughs> if you had left it to tom wow <laughs> 
And so Reject Chef, he's just a fellow comedian who, who and you're helping him with his comedy videos and he's uh he's jumping on your shows, etc. He's helping organize your great uh Slams Giving coming up. Yes, sir. Yeah. He he's uh he's one of my close friends, Chris Deshawn, uh who kind of created that character, uh the Reject Chef. And um I don't know who exactly Cliff is per se, but I, I think that's a, that's an interview you guys need to have. Yes. He he's a very funny guy. He edits film, so he edited everything Anna shot, and then the next day we had a product. So it was <laughs> that's it was the kind of comedy friends you need, man. The ones who just fucking do that work all night long, and it's hilarious. Yeah, like I have plenty of friends in Long Island. Trust me, that go like, yeah, bro, we're gonna shoot this video. Shit's gonna be dope, <laughs> and, and they all sound like Long Island douchey bagel shoppers. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like the atypical deli guy. And, you know, they're all greasy and they just go like, yo, bro, fucking this video, when it's shot, done, three <laughs> months later, we have a product. And then it's like not exactly what's promised. So uh, yeah. I guess I got lucky with, with the friends I have, you know. Yeah. They work probably, hard. Yeah, you probably gravitated towards the people with work ethic and hilarity, you know. It's, it's not enough just to have one. You need to be funny and hardworking. Yeah, I mean, after all, this is a job. You have to show up on time. You have to do what you got to do. Like, I mean, it doesn't necessarily have uh, the same prerequisites, but I think like whatever you do at your nine to five needs to be applied here because you're still in front of people no matter what, dealing with people, trying to keep people uh, in tune with what you're doing. But I just love the fact that you say when the recording button goes on, it's like, yeah, Manny Cruz doesn't know how to talk. I mean, it seems like you, you, you talk pretty well and you're pretty fucking funny. So we follow you everywhere. You're Manny Cruz across all social media. Slam Comedy is coming up. I think this will this episode will be out by then. And Slam Comedy is on October 24th. And there is a location at the Eventbrite screen. And then Slamsgiving is coming out November 7th. Yes, sir. Dude, yeah. F- fuck yeah. Manny Cruz, thank you so much for coming on. Brian, thank you for having me. Uh, It was a pleasure.